don't let that shit kill your vibe. Like, Mm -hmm. do not let stupid shit make you cry and make you feel like shit. Don't let anything ruin your vibe. Think about how you're going to spend your energy in 2020 and really focus on that and try and make it a really good fucking year. Welcome back to Two Girls, One Broadcast with Jack and Katie. Hello, party people. <laughs> Happy fucking New Year's. Happy New Year's Eve, you guys. I cannot believe that it's here. I cannot believe that I'm so fucking old. <laughs> Katie's uh, seriously having issues. Her birthday's around the corner. Having a 33% life crisis. <laughs> I wonder what you're going to buy when you turn 30. Oh my gosh. Well, I already bought a car I couldn't afford when I was 28, so I don't really know what's left at this point. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll make it the best yet. (laughs) So I'm not going to be here for my birthday. I don't know where I'm going to be, but I will be disappeared off the face of this planet. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not happening. Anyway, we're really excited. It's just the two of us. I think the last time that we recorded just the two of us, we were like, well, it's been so long. But again, like it's been so long since just the two of us recorded together. Yeah. It feels a little weird. And it's been so long since we've done, like, our own episode, like... Yeah, we, like, pumped out a bunch of episodes with other people for the month of December. Yeah. Other than, obviously, today, but... Um, which was the two of us, and now we're just kind of... What are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, fam. <laughs> we also got a whole new set of equipment, which we just had to literally FaceTime Thomas to help us set up. Thank you, Thomasina, my favorite stepsister. <laughs> support <laughs> he's gonna start charging us no oh, totally Ugh. how was your christmas um well you were there for about 98 percent of it <laughs> <laughs> but it was good it was really good it was quite a different atmosphere i would say yeah last year's christmas how about you oh yeah me too like there's mm-hmm. been so much change in my family though so it's kind of like yeah yeah i feel like now that you know we're getting older i don't know like i've definitely lost the joy that i had like even probably like five six years ago when i came to christmas and maybe it's because like it's the longer i've been away from home like i haven't been living at home and you know things are changing with grandparents and like Mm -hmm. you know life just keeps changing and it it doesn't quite feel like the same like christmas miracle joy that you have when you're like (laughs) in your early 20s still i don't know Uh, I know it's weird like now that my parents aren't here for Christmas especially I feel like it's so weird like I wake up and I'm not like like I used to like sleep at my parents house on Christmas Eve and now it's like our own thing that we're kind of doing it's just different I don't know yeah I mean I do like I love the tradition that I've made with my brothers which you are also a part of so we go um to my grandparents on Christmas Eve and then we go over to their house and like over to my brothers and pretty much get drunk (laughs) it was a grand time yes it was I only ate like a handful of goldfish this time. The last Mm -hmm. time I got drunk with your brothers, I ate like an entire bag of Doritos. So I wonder why. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't like, I really cannot wrap my head around the fact that like, not only is it the end of 2019, it's also the end of a decade. decade. So weird. Yeah. And like the decade, I would say so far obviously is like our biggest decade that we've had yeah since it's basically our entire 20s yeah i feel like 
I've said this before, but I feel like I'm like a different person than I was 10 years ago. Even like four years ago, I'd say I'm a totally different person. It's so bizarre. I know. I Yeah. Like it, it this I think has been the biggest, I don't know, end of the year of reflection, I guess, mm-hmm. to just kind of like look back at everything, you know, we've done in our 20s. And yes, I hear all the time that like 30s is your new 20s. And yeah, I believe it like I do, but bring it on. Yeah, it's kind of like we haven't experienced it yet. So all we really have to go off of is everything we've done in our 20s. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I think I've done quite a bit like, yeah, I feel like we're both a lot more like self-aware and more just like in tune with Mm -hmm. ourselves do you know what I mean like we're a lot more brutally honest with ourselves than we were a few years ago which is good and bad like it's good in the long run but like it's been a fucking hard few years for me yeah I know and I mean like we'll talk about new year's resolutions and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it's so important to kind of take that time to reflect on what's been working for you and what hasn't and yeah you know now is really I think the time to do it no time better than the present right Mm -hmm. So we're just, like, recovering from get-together. Yeah. <laughs> Great time, but... That's we an didn't, understatement. Yeah, we didn't go to bed before, like, 5 a.m. both days, mm-hmm. and I just think about how fucked I'm going to be when I have to go back to work. I had to go back to work today, and let me tell you, I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a struggle. I was awake when Katie got up this morning because I had, like, the most, like, <laughs> disturbing nightmare I had to force myself to wake up. I'm not going to get into it, but let's just say uh, I did some not so great things in my dream. I was so out of it this morning. I don't even remember you telling me about it. Oh, really? I had a really weird dream last night that I don't remember the majority of it, but I know that I stole a car at one point and then at another point I was in someone's fridge and they had two types of orange juice and I drank all of their pulp-free orange juice and then I took their pulp orange juice and poured some of it in and then I filled it up with water like they wouldn't notice that I stole all their pulp-free orange juice oh my god what a tragedy that's the the only part of the dream that sticks in my mind like I don't know what's wrong with my psyche that I'm just like this is very vivid this orange juice debacle (laughs) (laughs) so besides all the craziness that normally comes around Christmas season me and Jack made a pretty big life change I would say yeah and uh we moved in together, so you know, wifey life forever. Yeah, our friends are literally like, you might as well, or you might as well just get married. I know. I'm like, well, pretty much. We pretty much are. Yeah, pretty much. We're literally drinking out of hers and hers wine <laughs> hers glasses. Hers and hers wine glasses that came from like a wedding section. Didn't you get it for Funny your wedding? Story. Yeah, I actually got these as a wedding gift. And I really didn't understand it since you married a man. I know, but, like, that was the point. She's like, no, these are for, like, you and a girlfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Serves me well long run. I like it. There we go. It does work. So how do you like living with me? I love it. It's so <laughs> lovely. It's so weird because we were talking about this before we moved in together, and I was like, I love cooking, and I fucking hate cleaning. And Jack was like, perfect, because I hate cleaning, and I'll, or I hate cooking, and I'll clean. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have not cooked shit since we moved in here. Jack has kept me alive since we've moved into this house. I have not cooked anything gourmet, though, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. But still. (laughs) I think we're probably still in our honeymoon phase. I'll check in with you in, like, the end of February, and you'll probably be like, oh, I'm fucking sick of living with you. (laughs) Get the fuck out. (laughs) I'm going to camp out in the backyard. Honestly, like, postage stamp of a yard. Yeah, it's so small, you'll just have to camp out in Kush's pee. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel so bad because she was like, my dog is such a princess. And so she doesn't like peeing in the same spot twice, which is why it never worked for me to have a dog run with her. Like I used mm. to train her to go in one spot and she's like, fuck no, bitch. So I was watching her today and she's like picking her way like with her little prancy feet around the yard, like trying to find somewhere to pee that she hasn't already peed. I'm like, it, it just needs to snow again. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, lady. Yeah. What is she going to do? I don't know. I might have to start walking her. I'm like such a bad dog. As if you're going to do that. My dog is old as fuck and she's sociopathic and tries to eat any other animal that she sees. So we don't, she doesn't get too many walkies. Yeah. And we've actually um, integrated her with my cats. I don't know how we did that. I literally thought she was going to eat one of them for a snack when we first moved in together. I mean, um, I mean, she's still lunged. Yeah. She still lunged at one today, but yeah, but like (laughs) we're working on it. She's just not very bright. I don't know what what it is like my cats have literally been like rubbing against her face mm-hmm. and i wish i'm gonna take a video and post it on her like two mm-hmm. girls because she literally gets so like <laughs> stiff and she's just like what the fuck am i doing what is happening <laughs> not to mention there's like a cat ass in her face but she's very socially awkward like she yeah. just doesn't know and i think that she really wants to play with them because she gets like that look like her mm-hmm. ears kind of perk up and her tail starts kind of like wagging in that way like she wants to play but they're so small compared to her that she's just kind of like i don't know what to do yeah, she probably spooked the shit out of them. I think she's scared of Mao. Oh, well, like, I would I be really, too. Yeah, <laughs> they have like staring contests. I'm like, okay, stop it. Like, stop staring at each other. Yeah. This is not going to end well. No, But yeah, it's all doesn't. hunky-dory, guys. <laughs> we're working on it. It's, we're, we're good. We're good. Fucking primo animal owners. <laughs> <laughs> so living together is top notch. Yeah. Cheers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're also working on a logo. Yeah. For a podcast. So things are Yeah, we're just like getting so profesh, guys. Yeah. Ring light, tripod. I'm like, literally, who are we? Yeah, I just have to work on the video clips for Instagram because I've been getting shit on for that. So Yeah, from one specific person. Yeah. I'm sorry it sounds like we're talking into a tin can. (laughs) (laughs) I I, very complicated. I vow that I'm going to fix it this time. There we go. I'm gonna try New Year's resolution. (laughs) Figure out the audio for the videos. I'm like I'm like no help with this. I have no fucking idea. It took me so long to figure it out. I literally am like an eighty year old grandmother when it comes to technology. I get like the anxieties. Jack literally got this whole podcast off the ground. All I did was flirt with the Best Buy guy. that's not true i just like willy-nilly if you will ordered equipment (laughs) like i said i'm 80 okay ordered equipment and just hope that it worked and guess what it didn't because we were using the wrong laptop the equipment was fine it was just the laptop i guess so yeah it's not our fault that we have like ancient technology yeah yeah i don't really want to buy a new computer but one day we'll have to i said when i got my student loan money that maybe i was gonna buy a new laptop and then i got it and it's gone so i'm like never mind (laughs) it's gone i put it against my debt (laughs) i didn't spend it i just put it against my debt oh boy so if anybody wants to buy 2017 escape titanium yeah you gotta post that i did oh the only person that's hit me up has been like a bot which was like text stop to stop receiving these text messages i'm like well that's not a real human oh no i fucking hate kijiji it's fine we'll figure it out okay Well, so if anyone wants to steal the 2017, don't say Rocket. Anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> so me and Jack are now living at no one, two, three, Dumb Bitch Avenue. Yeah, literally, she called us uh, two girls, not even half a brain <laughs> earlier when we were getting assistance to fix this. Two girls, two quarters of a brain. 
but we're no longer two girls one mic so when we have guests everyone's gonna have their own mic and it feels really freaking cool it does it does yeah so you know we're here to talk about the end of the year the end of the decade the end of an era no one gives a shit about our lives so yeah what was your favorite moments of your 20s this is like very interesting for me i traveled a lot in my 20s Mm -hmm. which was awesome Mm -hmm. some of the people i traveled with i'm like hmm for the most part they were really good experiences like i went to st martin the year before it got hit by that huge hurricane Mm -hmm. and i'm really it's like pretty much rebuilt now but i'm really happy that i got to see kind of like because there's so many old buildings and stuff that just got decimated that was really cool to see um been like all over the states like and i think yeah, like, I didn't prioritize that very much in my 20s earlier. Like, we kind of talked about that before. And so I've traveled a bit. Still mostly in fucking North America. Like, St. Martin's technically mm-hmm. Europe, but it doesn't really count. So goals for the next 10 years will be traveling outside of North America. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that was, like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. Going to Thailand was probably, mm-hmm. like, as so dumb as this is going to sound. It was, like, so pivotal for me in my 20s. Like... Aww. You know, I went when I was single. I went with, like, you know, at the time, I actually wasn't friends with her for that long. Um, We just Mm -hmm. decided that we were going to go when the semester was over. And it was such a good decision. Like, she was um, so amazing to travel with. And Mm -hmm. just, like, getting it, you know, getting to, like, go to essentially, like, a third world country and Mm kind of see how they live and and experience just, like, a whole different lifestyle and culture Mm -hmm. and it just kind of really puts a lot into perspective for you. And yeah, yeah, I I grew for sure from that trip. And, you know, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Traveling for me, um, one of the biggest things is just like meeting people. And Mm -hmm. there's so many people that I'll still talk to this day from that trip. And that was six years ago. Yeah. So like, it's crazy to just think, you know, if if at any moment I wanted to like go to England, Mm -hmm. like... You know, the the girl that I met, she'd be like, yeah, come see me. Like, I'll yeah. show you around, whatever. Like, it's, you know, you kind of have people everywhere, which is just so weird to think. But mm-hmm. it's also the coolest thing because, of course, like, yeah. I would do the same for them if they came here. Yeah. Although coming to Edmonton is really not that exciting. But, I mean, <laughs> fly here and then go to the mountains. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like people that you probably would never have gotten the opportunity to meet in another situation. Mm-hmm. But when you're all traveling and you all kind of, like, are in a foreign place. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a different kind of bond. Yeah, and it was it was a tour group, which I think yeah. I would hands down recommend to anybody mm-hmm. uh, in their like early middle twenties to mm-hmm. go on a on a trip with a tour group. It's you know you have people to show you around, your accommodations are taken care of. Like there's a lot you don't really have to worry about. You get to mm-hmm. just kind of go and enjoy the trip, and like I said, meet people. And so I think it's it's really important for you know people to take some time to do that. And don't get me wrong, it's great to plan your own trip and go across the country without a tour group and Mm -hmm. maybe go with a couple of friends but it was also really really rewarding to do it the other way too and so I think that probably was one of my top moments um another one which is just so weird is that I mean maybe it's not weird but you know dating someone with a kid was Mm -hmm. like another huge growing thing for me and you know don't get me wrong it's hard to to get out of it and like be away from the kid and Mm -hmm. just how much of an impact you have on them I guess Mm -hmm. is is crazy to think and you know I was around for a lot of his like really young 
you know, first moments. And so for me, that I guess was a huge thing too, that helped me grow. And I don't regret that at all. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it made me, yeah, it made me better for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not only, you know, like being a parent, but like parenting someone else's kid. Yeah. Um, you just don't know what that's going to be like until you do it. And yeah. So that was another one for me. Do you have yeah, anything else? Okay. Like, I feel like I'm just rambling on. No, I'm like, it's funny because like, I mean, most of you guys know that I got married in my 20s and then divorced 11 months later. (laughs) And like, it's funny because so many parts of that relationship are a lot of the best parts of my 20s. And then there's some of like the worst parts of my 20s. And I think that he would say the same thing. Like we really did grow up together a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're both so much better for the experience. Like, I don't know where I would be at now without him. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're both better off now the way that things are. But like, I would never... There's a lot of things that I would do differently, but I would never, like, take that back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my other big thing is, is coaching. I think that's always going to be, you know, like, mm-hmm. the amount of kids. I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast knows I fucking suck at math, so I'm not even going to try and count how many kids <laughs> I've coached. But if you want to do the math yourself, you can go with an average of two teams per year since I was – 20 yeah and each team probably had anywhere from like 16 to 25 kids on it so Mm -hmm. you know do the math that's how many kids I've coached and you know made an impact with and maybe some didn't like me that's very possible but you know there are there are a large chunk that I know still reach out to me and Mm -hmm. um vice versa and I see them around and it's just crazy how much they value you and it's not just about the sport it's about you know the impact you've made on them as a person and Mm -hmm. and helping them grow before they graduate because I haven't coached anybody older than high school so Mm -hmm. it's a very like impactful age between junior high and high school and my goal has always been to to grow them as a person and put them out in society as like good wholesome people so you know I think that's a huge that's taught me the most in my 20s for sure is just like the patience and resilience and you know things that I've had to help these kids go through that I've never been through and Mm -hmm. just being there for them is um yeah like it's made me it's for sure the biggest thing that's made an impact in my 20s for sure and like I don't know how much longer I'll do it for it's um, extremely time consuming yeah it's a huge commitment yeah not it's rewarding but it's extremely time consuming and yeah. at some point um I think life takes a turn and mm-hmm. there's your time needs to be devoted elsewhere so I don't know how long it will be but I know that for sure any moment I spend coaching is is one that's like impactful in in my life yeah yeah it's funny because like when you think about organized sports like I think when we were doing cheer like, we didn't realize kind of, like, the impact that that was having on how we were growing up. But, like, it's not just teaching you teamwork and stuff like that. It's teaching you life skills and coping mm-hmm. skills and, like, all of these things that are going to extrapolate and you're going to take those with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So having a good coach is monumental with that. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, lead by example for sure. Totally. Yeah. So. Everywhere we go, we always see kids that Jack has coached. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere. It's crazy. Like, we're at the always. mall. We're, like, at the bar. And it's, like, some girl that's graduated three years ago. And, like, they always remember her. They always come up. Like, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Sometimes I run away. <laughs> Depends how drunk I am. like, I've had three too many shots. We are not having this discussion. Bye. <laughs> I'll just be like, hi, how are you? Oh, that's good. I have to go now. Bye. <laughs> I was talking about this the other day. This is 
such an aside, but like if you're at like a party or a bar or something and you're talking to someone, it's a little bit awkward and you're like, okay, well, it was really good to see you, but I have to go find my friend now. And I always do this at like house parties and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go find my friend. And they're literally like on the other side of the Cayman <laughs> Island just so you don't have to so talk to so that person. it's so obvious that I'm just like running away from this person. I just take like three steps. I'm like, hey, peace. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking awkward human. So is there anything that you wish was different in your 20s or regrets? I wish that I had learned lessons faster Hmm. in terms of like, I just feel like I was going to kind of talk about this later, but I think I've always been very much go with the flow, which can be a really positive personality trait. But Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time I've like gone with other people's flow. It's Mm -hmm. not like going with my own flow, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I've really let other people kind of decide the direction that my life has taken at different points and I do definitely regret like not living for myself or like letting the opinions of others dictate the decisions that I made even if I knew in my heart that they weren't necessarily right for me Mm -hmm. I mean your friends are always going to give you advice that they think is the good advice but you are the only person that can decide what's good for you Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will give you advice who don't have your best interests at heart either Mm -hmm. or they don't know the whole situation or whatever like you've got to be the one that makes a decision even in relationships in marriages, in whatever. Like, you should be the one that decides your own timeline. You should decide your own actions, your own goals, all of these sort of things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really something I didn't truly start even really being cognizant of until I was probably, like, 27. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, just kind of pulling off of that, something big for me would be I've had a lot of different friends through my 20s, like, mm-hmm. a lot. My friend groups have changed drastically from like 20 to 29 Mm -hmm. and I think about that often and it's crazy to think about you know the different people and just like the impacts they had in my life at that time and I know that although I look back and I'm like why was I friends with that person I know it was necessary Mm -hmm. at that point in my life and people are in your life to to grow with you to teach you a lesson Mm -hmm. like there are different reasons why they're here it might be short term it might be long term you don't really know Mm -hmm. but I think knowing who has your best interest and listening to them and not the people who don't. Yeah. So totally. really knowing who who it is that, that has good advice for you and, mm-hmm. you know, do, do take it into consideration. Like we talk a lot about you, you know, you having to make your own choice and, and friends offering their opinion. But I do mm-hmm. think at some point um, you're trapped in whatever it is that your friend's trying to give you advice on and it's hard for you to see clearly. So yeah. knowing that person that's going to give you the clear advice and and really reflecting on it and listening to it and not taking it from somebody who is just temporarily in your life. Because, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's hard to see when you're in it and I like, look back now and I'm like, oh, I, I should have known that this person was going to be around temporarily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I listened to them because of whatever reason. I kind of wish that I didn't, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just kind of picking and choosing who really has your best interest in, in their heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think too, along with that is like deciding who you want to devote a lot of your time with. Like mm-hmm. I spent a lot of years with friends that like I now, like I still love them. I have no ill will against them, but they were like what I would refer to as like party friends. Like we would mm-hmm. get drunk together on the weekends. We would like maybe interact a little bit kind of throughout the week, but they were just never like those friends that you would go to and have like 
sit down talks about deep stuff or like the person that you would call on a Tuesday night if you were upset like it just wasn't really those friendships and I wonder why now I know why but like why at that time I felt like those are the friendships that I devoted so much time to when I wasn't really getting that much out of them Mm -hmm. and it was escapism like I know I was just going out on the weekend to like forget about whatever my other problems were yeah yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about. Like, I mm-hmm. had people... I don't even remember how I met them. <laughs> and I literally just partied with them, like, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday for, like, at least a year. Yeah. And, like, those friends don't really... Like, they're fun, but they don't really provide value for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you gotta have both, I yeah. think. And, like, those people each... Like, they all have, like, their close friends. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just, like, you vibe with who you vibe with. And, like you know pretty quickly who you can have like that deeper connection with and I think those are the relationships that you need to put your energy into and you need to like put the effort into developing them Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean like we all like to go out and have fun but it's just like I feel like I not wasted time but yeah like I had a lot of people around me for a long time that didn't really like know me Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know them yeah it, it is interesting to bring that up actually like there are people I think there's always going to be people in your life that, like, you think you're close with, but, mm-hmm. like, you're not really. Yeah. And, like, as I get older, I kind of learn that. And, like, mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before on, on the podcast, but if I haven't, I've, I've talked to you about it. So, hopefully, it's okay that I bring it up. But, like, <laughs> you know, even just this, the space that we were apart in our 20s and, mm-hmm. and me coming back in at your wedding, um, well, like, a year before your wedding, mm-hmm. that was cr- that was hard for me because like that was such a chunk of your 20s that like I didn't know what was going on and what you were doing and and I felt like I still knew you like when you came like when we came back together right like we Mm -hmm. we felt like we still knew each other but there was so much about us that had changed yeah and and so many things that had happened that we just had no idea about because it's mm -hmm. like how do you sit down and recap like four or five years all at once like it takes time even now I'll tell stories and Jack's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And like, I just, you know, at your wedding, it was kind of just like, everything just kind of hit me. And mm-hmm. I was just like, holy fuck, I don't know her anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm standing up for someone at their wedding. And don't get me wrong. I very am glad that I did. But it's just so interesting, like, mm-hmm. how you learn things about somebody. And you're like, wow, I totally thought I knew them. But really, you don't. And like, mm-hmm. I know I have people in my life who think they know me. And they sure as shit do not. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, yeah. And, you know, I'm going to just let them think they do, I guess. Like, I don't... How do you even go about that, really, right? Like, mm-hmm. y- you share what you share with people. And I, I'm like a firm believer that you have friends for different parts of your life and different needs. Totally. Yeah. Well... <coughs> Okay, I know it's been like two months, but I'm still sick ish. Sorry. Um, yeah, and it's not to say like I think that I have a handful of like those really, really close friends that like know me, like know my soul. Those are the people I would go to for advice or I would tell like the shitty things that I've done or the good things that are happening to me. Like I would trust them with anything. I have other friends that like are a little bit more surface level, and that's not to say that like those friendships aren't meaningful or that I don't value them. It's just different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. And I think that's one thing too that I've kind of learned is like I'm very good at having like a few close friends mm-hmm. and I'm good with that. Yeah, me too. I'm like my mom, she always calls me like the party girl. Yeah. Which fine. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I try and be friends with so many people, but mm-hmm. like you can't have like that many close friends like every human has a capacity with like a number of close friends and who they share things with and what they can share and for me 
like I love being surrounded by a ton of people and mm-hmm. like I, I am always like I always have a lot of friends but like I only have I would say like five close, close people who really know me and what I go through and mm-hmm. who offer the right kind of support and yeah. the right kind of guidance and the zero judgment like mm-hmm. I can't be friends with people that judge me mm-hmm. it's just not because I don't do that yeah, I don't exactly. judge like I never do and people always tell me that like mm-hmm. you and I are a judgment-free zone and mm-hmm. people come to us because of that and yeah because we know like no one's perfect I fuck up all the time I like have fucked up so much in my 20s I continue to fuck up like but we're our own worst critics so why yeah. why would somebody who's going through something come to us want us to judge them then we're yeah. criticizing them they're already criticizing themselves and yeah. it's the same with us right like we already know if something's gone wrong or we've done something wrong and we're going to mm-hmm. somebody to talk about it we already know that it's wrong we don't need yeah. to be reminded that what we did was wrong yeah 100 yeah. percent. that's one thing that really like has kind of stuck with me too is like when i'm coming to you to like spill on something that's like fucked up or that i'm upset about or something that i feel like i've messed up on like i just want like that listening and supportive ear because we all know that we're not perfect and like I love you no matter what do you know mm-hmm. what I mean like, yeah I love you as a whole person I don't just love like the good parts of you I love mm-hmm. all of you yeah and I'm here to help you through whatever and I'm here to give guidance but like I'm never the person that's here to like judge you yeah the only time I would ever be harsh with a friend is if I'm like what you're doing right now is going to harm you you or yeah, someone exactly. else in the long run yeah like you're being harmful yeah no other totally. than that like we're all dumb we're all dumb. we're all human yeah we have no right to judge each other no for sure so just like yeah i guess what we're saying is like in our 20s we've learned about friendships yeah <laughs> just like that's really true how important it is to know who mm-hmm. like your people are yeah yeah absolutely yeah so you know wrapping up a decade yeah. what like going into your 20s like the 2020s what's um What's something that you're really going to, like, aspire to do? Like, just as a whole. It can be something high level. It doesn't have to be something specific. Ooh. Um, was this in our note? No. I'm like, you're, you're uh, I'm, catching me yeah, off yeah, guard I'm, here. I am. I'm, like, <laughs> shifting. Um, I think the biggest thing is I really want to... I feel like I've gotten better at this over the past few years, but I want to keep being very, like, honest and in touch with myself. Like, I've talked about this before, too, that I feel like I coasted through so much of my early and mid-20s just being very, like, go with the flow, but not, like, checking in with how things were affecting me. Like, I was unhappy about certain things, and I just kind of didn't do anything to change it. Like, I just kind of, like, let life take me where it took me, and I didn't do much to, like, steer the boat, Mm -hmm. and I do that I regret, Um, but I didn't realize at the time that I was doing that. So that's something I never want to fall back into that. And I do catch that at certain points because I think that I do tend to like lean towards the more like whatever you want to do, like, but, and like, that's fine if it's like where you want to go for lunch, but it's not fine when it's like your life plans. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's, I guess that's, that is very high level, but yeah, I want to just keep, I want to hold myself accountable basically for like where my own life goes. Yeah. That's, I think that's incredible. Like, Yeah, you, I see you doing it now, and I think that's um, really important because, mm-hmm. you know, you'll look back when you're in your 50s and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I let someone else kind of dictate where life was going, and I'm like, I know a lot of people that listen don't believe in this, but, like, I'm in my um, Saturn, Saturn return. return right now, and it, it's been... Mm-hmm 
fucked. Like, it has been fucked. I, there is no other word to describe it. And now that, like, I know I'm kind of nearing the end of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see it now, obviously, because I'm nearing the end. I can kind of see what's been happening. And I also have just, like, fallen into the shit and just been like, poor me, poor me. And I'm like, no more of that. Like, that's not me. That's not Mm -hmm. who I am. I'm not going to let these insignificant things affect me the way that they have been because Mm -hmm. it doesn't like I'm an I'm a positive fairly optimistic person Mm -hmm. and I haven't been I don't think this year no I haven't this pretty much this entire year and I feel like I need to kind of get a grip on that because it affects everything else right and so I think for me that's what I'm gonna try and do is just get a grip on um my mindset I guess yeah yeah for for the rest of like my life but like for sure really gonna think about it you know in the coming 2020s because there's change that I want and Mm -hmm. it's so weird because like I kind of feel like I'm on the cusp of like Mm -hmm. they're going there is going to be something I know there is I just don't know what it is and I know that that I just like I have to stay open to that possibility Mm -hmm. so yeah I think something so big about your Saturn return and whatever you want to call it, like, you know what, whatever, if you have a period of change in your life, if you're putting in like the self work during that, when it kind of comes to a close, you're going to reap the benefits of that. But if you've just kind of like gone with the flow Mm -hmm. (laughs) throughout it, then nothing's really going to change in like a meaningful way for you. So I think like being self-aware and like holding yourself accountable, going to therapy, doing the work, any of Mm -hmm. these things, once like you reach that pivotal moment where like you could kind of jump off the springboard if you put in all of that work you're just going to be able to go forward that much stronger yeah totally also end of the decade (laughs) your body count is cleared baby (laughs) (laughs) you're back at zero so if anybody asks me i'm at zero motherfuckers zero Zero. Mm -hmm. all right do you want to move into crazy pants i'm brave I'm brave, even when the fear is staring in my face. Oh, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm brave. Okay, so for Crazy Pants today, we want to talk about New Year's resolutions. And of course, um, running with our Crazy Pants theme, we'll talk a little bit about uh, mental health over the last 10 years and specifically this year. Yeah, it has been a time. Okay, so resolutions first (laughs) before we dive in. What do you want to do for resolutions this year? Okay, so here's my first, um, what's the word? I don't know. Anyways. Intention? So New Year's resolutions to me are great. I am very on board for them. Mm -hmm. If that's your time to like make your goals and set them for the year, then totally do that. I just think it's not the only time that you should be doing it. yeah so. kind of hate that I just said that but yes I agree <laughs> yeah so I think like you know it's a good time because everybody's talking about it it's mm-hmm. you know a good time to feel motivated to set goals um and, and things for yourself for the next year mm-hmm. but don't take that as the only time that you can set a goal for yourself and I think everyone has kind of a differing opinion about what a new year's resolution looks like and mm-hmm. some people are all on board for just new year's resolutions and like that's it and I'm totally okay with that too but I think for me, I think, you know, set them, but check in with yourself and reset them if you need to, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple months into the year, three months into the year. 
Yeah. I think that's something that we try to do even just with StarCast, which we'll touch on later too. Mm -hmm. It's like every month even is a good time to like check in with yourself and like see where your goals are at and like maybe things have changed. Maybe you're kind of where you would like to be with a goal. Maybe things have changed in your life and you need some new goals. Maybe you've kind of come to a different understanding of where your goals need to be kind of reallocated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that like once a year is not enough to be doing that. Like you should be doing check-ins with yourself more often than that for sure but it's definitely yeah. a good starting point and it's a good reminder like yeah, kind absolutely. of a little bit of a reality check I think yeah absolutely so so what I've set for myself I guess <laughs> um and you know this this may change but these are very general but important I guess so mm-hmm. I don't think they'll change I think I could add to them though as the year goes on mm-hmm. so for me I think and I talked about it a little bit earlier was my mindset so just mm-hmm. really making sure that if something is shitty it's not affecting everything else in your life because not everything is shitty totally one thing is shitty two things are shitty but not everything is shitty so don't let whatever it is that's going on affect everything else because life is pretty great and mm-hmm. you can't cloud your your positivity and your judgment based off of a couple of things that are going wrong mm-hmm. so that's just for me obviously and then I saw something and it really stuck with me so not letting things that I will forget in like three weeks a month's time cloud my mood and my thoughts mm-hmm. so I don't know what an example would be but um you know even just like a boy that you started talking to on a dating app and you're like wow this is going great and you've Mm -hmm. been talking to him for like two weeks and you let that affect you for like the next month you're like what the fuck was i doing like i fucked up this and that like you can't let things like that affect you for so long and i think because you know come you know i think back from 10 years from now i can't remember some of the guys that i met at the bar like yeah and i'm sure i let them affect me at the time, I'm mm-hmm. just going to try not to let that happen now. Yeah. So just, you know, it doesn't have to be about a guy. It can be about anything. But yeah. little things that are little. Yeah, in the grander scheme of things. Yeah. It's like not an earth shattering. Yeah. yeah. Like don't let that affect everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. And my big like general one is just to read more. So, but I want to read more like like knowledge-based books I guess so like grow my brain not just like some Jodi Pico or like something like that like I actually (laughs) want to like read books about things that'll make me smarter no no bodice rippers no (laughs) so things that'll actually like make me a little bit smarter I want to try and do that um I think that'll be kind of like my self-care time and have to check in in like two months and see if I'm actually doing that because I'm really bad at it but I definitely want to try and do that so those are my three. Um, I really want to empower all of our listeners with their resolutions to take some time to reflect on your 2019 and maybe even all of your 2010s. Like maybe you need to think back to something from every year. If you can even remember these things from, mm-hmm. from every year, right? But most importantly this year, I'd say, um, I see a lot of stuff on Instagram about how 2019 was a fucking ride. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what everyone's going through, but, you know, and I've talked about this before. Was it something big? Was it, is it yeah. really something that rocked your whole fucking year? 12 months, it rocked your entire year. I don't know. Maybe it was. But if it wasn't, reflect on why you let it make you feel like it did. And think about how you're going to move forward in your 2020 year mm-hmm. and 
don't let that shit kill your vibe. Like, Mm -hmm. do not let stupid shit make you cry and make you feel like shit. Don't let anything ruin your vibe. Think about how you're going to spend your energy in 2020 and really focus on that and try and make it a really good fucking year. Lots of F-bombs. I love that. (laughs) Lots of (laughs) F-bombs. We're very passionate about this. It's Mm -hmm. funny because I remember at the end of 2018, everyone was like, 2018 was the worst fucking Mm -hmm. year ever. Fuck 2018. Bring on 2019. Now everyone's like, fuck 2019. I'm like, okay. I feel like this is more of an S problem (laughs) than like the year. (laughs) The year. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, life fucking sucks sometimes, but like it is what you make of it, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all our own worst enemies in being complicit in those things. Like there's so much like inner child drama and stuff like that that we carry with us and like Mm -hmm. we don't do that work and then these same patterns keep repeating over and over again and we're like why is this happening to us over and over again and like if that's resonating with you if like you keep finding yourself in the same kind of spiral over and over again different people different situation or whatever but it's the same basic pattern Mm -hmm. yeah take a good hard look at why that pattern's repeating itself because i'm the worst for this i put myself back in the same patterns over and over and over again and it's because of me (laughs) it's not because of anybody else it's what i'm allowing into my life and it's how i'm allowing it to affect me yeah do the work guys like just do it it's hard it's Mm -hmm. not fun But you will come out a stronger and better person if you do that work. Like, I've seen a lot of stuff about inner child trauma. And it is a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think for the first time brought up in therapy about my childhood and about, Mm -hmm. you know, other things and other people's childhoods. Like, whatever you want to talk about, people you're dating, like, whatever it might be. It is important to understand mm-hmm. your upbringing and, and why things affect you the way they do. Mm-hmm. And that's what the therapist is there for is to help you kind of understand that. And it does help you understand who you are. Yeah. I think so many of us get caught up in like the situations that are happening, whether it's like things people have done to us or the situations we've put ourselves in or mistakes that we've made. And we're so like fire based, like we like we're focused on putting out the fire in the moment and then we move on. But it's like really drill down and look at why that situation came to be in the first place because otherwise you're probably going to find yourself in the same or a similar situation over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something that I've learned in the past few years yeah it's not a pattern you want to be in yeah 100 percent. yeah so what are yours so I kind of already touched on the one like I said I don't want to let anybody else kind of control the pattern of where I'm going with my life. Like, I want to be the one driving the bus. I don't want to be under the bus anymore. <laughs> no, you don't. I want to drive the bus. But I don't want to drive it over anyone. Anyway, <laughs> the metaphor is just, wow. Um, <laughs> the other one that I kind of, ooh, getting used to this new recording <laughs> studio. Um, I didn't really realize how much I did this, I think, until recently. But, like, if I'm really hurt by someone or even like angry or just feeling like I don't know like if I feel like someone has backed off from me like anything like that like if I'm feeling friction of some sort in a relationship my coping mechanism a lot of the time is to dissociate and by doing that I don't feel a lot towards the situation but then as a result of that I don't feel a lot towards the person like good or bad Mm -hmm. and I think that has really damaged me in relationships where I'm like, you're hurting me right now. So I'm just going to retreat in all facets and just kind of like fester in myself. And it's caused a lot of distance in my relationships. And it's kind of prolonged dealing with the issue because that does absolutely nothing 
to deal with what's going on at the time. And all that it really does is make more distance between me and that person, like, emotionally. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm really trying hard to even recognize in myself. Like, it's so deeply ingrained in me that anytime I feel, like, friction or issues with people coming up, I totally – first, I catastrophize. Like, what's the worst case scenario? And then I'm just kind of like, well, I don't care. Like, whatever happens, happens. And it doesn't matter. And I totally, like – it's like I overcompensate. It's like mm-hmm. I, I'm not just being realistic. I'm being, like, overly harsh of the situation to the point that, yeah, then I totally dissociate and draw back. And then, like, all that's going to end up in it is blowing up in my face. So yeah. I, I really haven't talked about that in therapy much either. Like, I don't think that I really came to terms with that until recently. So – something that I'm really going to try hard to work on, which is like a very deeply ingrained flaw that will be like, it'll take time. Yeah, for sure. It's hard. And I see myself doing that, like even to this day when I have conflict in relationships. So that's one. (laughs) And the other one is I really like my productivity is so dictated by my mood. Like if I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling depressed by like external factors it tanks my productivity like whether that be like school or like keeping the house clean or anything like that keeping your routine if I'm feeling super overwhelmed and it's affecting my mental health I let that totally nuke everything that's important to me and like most of you guys know I'm going to be doing school full-time in the new year I'm going to be working full-time we have the podcast I have a dog we have a house together like I have a lot that I have going on and all of those things are super important to me and I don't want to let any of that slide And I know that, like, when I get super upset about something, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't even want to eat. So that's one thing that I think I need to be really, really honest with myself and, like, holding myself accountable on a very, very regular basis. Like, not just on a weekly basis. Like, literally on, like... Daily. Not even daily. Like, hourly Hourly. basis. Okay. Because I don't want to let that affect things Mm -hmm. to the way that they have before. I mean, like, I am the worst procrastinator and, like, I joke about it. But, like, in the past when I've just been doing, like, one or two courses at a time, um, I procrastinated to the point where I'm, like, banging off (laughs) four months worth of course material in, like, a week or two. And that's bad. (laughs) Well, that's what I did. And it's it's doable. It's not great. It's doable. And, you know, I mean, like I've said before on here, you have me to kind of, like, help you push yourself to get it done better Mm -hmm. than I did. Like, you know, I always think, like... If I maybe tried a little bit harder, I probably would have done better. Mm-hmm. And that just goes without saying, right? So mm-hmm. if you put that little bit of extra effort in, then yeah. you'll probably find yourself um, excelling a lot more than if you procrastinate. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a vicious cycle. Yeah. And I think I'm just sick of allowing the way that people are treating me to negatively impact my success. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my own successes are completely on my own shoulders, and I know that. And I've been letting, like, especially relationships with men, especially in the past few years, like, I've totally let that, like, run my life in so many ways. And, like, I've gotten so deep into, like, these, like, depressed states or whatever where I'm just, like, not doing even, like, the most basic aspects of self-care. Like, I'm not eating. I'm not working out. I'm definitely not doing school. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a... I'm making it to work. I'm like doing the very bare minimum. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm sick of doing the bare minimum. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, for sure. I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's like not a very, normally I think when you think of New Year's goals, 
or like New Year's resolutions, it's like, I'm going to keep a journal. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do all these things. And like, I'm trying to do deeper things that are going to affect those littler things. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, like I want to keep a better routine. I want to work out more. I want to do all of these things. But I think like if I don't focus on like the more deep seated issues as to why I haven't been so successful doing those things, they're never going to be successful long term. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I have a problem with like the whole fitness resolution. Mm -hmm. Like I think that should just, that should come. Like Mm -hmm. if you feel motivated to do it, just do it. Like don't Mm -hmm. wait till January 1st to do it. And like I've seen people that I follow on Instagram. I mean like I've cut down a lot on like Mm -hmm. the fully like fitness related people because it just drives me wild. But like I do follow some people who are passionate about their fitness and some of them are like it's so annoying when people come to the gym on January 1st and then in a month it's empty. It's like Mm -hmm. why does that matter? Like just let people do it if they want to do it. There yeah. are going to be some people who start on January 1st and actually stick with it. Yeah. There are going to be some that don't, but mm-hmm. whatever. They're trying to better themselves, right? I know. I totally. And that's, again, back to, like, the judgment thing. I'm like, that person is on a journey. And, mm-hmm. like, if they started going to the gym for a month and they fall off, like, obviously there's something else going on. They're not just lazy or whatever. Like, there's something else that they're dealing with as yeah. to why, like, they're not able to implement that as a long-term fixture in their life. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if your resolution is fitness just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Don't let the fact that like other people are annoyed by you coming to the gym on January 1st. Like just do it if that's what you want to do. It's you need to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So I saw, are you done your resolutions? Yeah, that was it. Okay. So I saw um, this on Instagram and I just like, mm. I thought it was so good and it really like it ties so well into all the things that we talk about. So It's how to step into your power in 2020. So there's seven things. One is learn to be okay with being misunderstood by others. Mm -hmm. Two, do things because you want to do them, not because you want to please others. Three, let go of the need to manage other people's perceptions of you. I'm very guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Four is stop doing things that aren't in alignment with who you truly are. Five, do things that you envisioned, sorry, your envisioned future self would do. Six is don't waste time trying to convince people of what your true intentions are. Also, very guilty of that. Like, people are always going to have a perception of you. You can't change that. 100%. And those aren't your people then. Yeah, that's a thing. And seven is look inward for guidance and validation, not from outside sources or people. Mm -hmm. So they all tie in very well to each other. Totally. And I think, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of at least a few of them. Mm -hmm. I know I've just admitted to some of them. And I think that's something to really think about you know, like your happiness should come from inside, not from others. Totally. Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing. We'll talk about this at some point in the future, actually, because we haven't really. It's like an internal versus an external locus of control. It's like mm-hmm. where you get your validation from, whether it's from within or it's from other people. And like if you do have an external locus of control and you're relying on other people to give you that, you are never going to be fulfilled long term. No, it's not gonna serve you well in the long term so yeah I think it's good things for all of us to focus on yeah absolutely so the one other thing we wanted to kind of talk about is your mental health in maybe just this last year because you know we could go into a lot of detail about that (laughs) but I know for myself just looking back I the last two years have been very interesting with like Mm -hmm. actually learning about myself like not necessarily even having mental health issues like 
you know, there are things that give me anxiety and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I think like deep down, the biggest thing for me is just really learning what triggers me Mm -hmm. and what and how to handle that. Like, yeah. And and what I'm feeling, like really being in touch with my feelings and understanding where it's coming from, why and how to deal with it. Like Mm -hmm. those, I think that's been at least in the last two years and specifically this year, big time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. But like up until that point, I never ever thought about mental health and I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was because it was kind of frowned upon yeah or... it was kind of taboo and like people that did talk about it it was like well they just want attention mm, yeah and that was something that started in like middle school I remember like if people had mental health issues there was a girl in our junior high that um had an eating disorder mm-hmm. and so many people were like well she just wants attention like she's skinny I'm like and now we know like that is such a flawed way of yeah, thinking totally. but that kind of sticks with people mm-hmm. and yeah like anyone kind of talking about mental health like there's so much stigma still even now yeah Yeah. So I don't know. It could be that, right? Like, and it could be just as I'm getting older, more traumatic things are happening or I'm Mm -hmm. feeling stronger about certain things. And maybe that's why I don't really know, but it definitely has been more prevalent in the last couple of years and specifically in 2019. So I'm grateful for it though. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not upset about it at all because it's just made me really like get a better understanding of myself and and how Mm -hmm. I work. And I think that's really important if you ever want to be in a relationship with someone, even in friendships, like you have Mm -hmm. to understand yourself because if someone else doesn't understand it, you have to be able to articulate. 100%. Yeah. I think like periods of growth are always uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why a lot of us avoid it for so long because like doing the work and trying to better your mental health is not easy or fun or enjoyable or comfortable a lot of the time. Like it's, it can be super traumatic. Like you're bringing up old wounds. You have to be very brutally honest with yourself and like the mistakes that you've made. So I think that's another reason why a lot of us just don't, do it because it's very painful yeah for sure but it's so worth it too Mm -hmm. so what about you mental health like in 2019 or more if you want as i adjust myself in my seat (laughs) i hate to say this but i have let my partners affect my mental health so much deeper than i ever should have like i had the worst breakup i've ever had last year and it affected me I mean, I was not well (laughs) while we were together and I was not well for almost a A year year after. Like it Mm -hmm. took me a very, very long time to get over a relationship that really wasn't that long in the grander scheme of things. Like it was one of the shorter relationships I've ever had. And it's really shown me like how much I've let the opinions and the actions and the words of others affect me like to my core and like question my actions and really like who I am as a human being. And it's like what you were talking about with letting others opinions dictate what you do Mm -hmm. like yes your partner's opinion should matter a lot to you but if you're in an unhealthy relationship then that's it's completely different so I think I have become a lot more self-aware in the past like year or two and I've been trying to take that and like actually do something with it Mm -hmm. not just like sit in it and like I said like I was so guilty in my early mid-20s of just kind of like letting especially partners drive the boat and like dictate where things were going and what I was doing so it's been hard (laughs) in the past couple years because I feel in some way so alone because I never had to really make these choices before 
And I never really checked in with myself the way that I am now. So I feel so much more like I feel like I'm carrying so much weight on my own shoulders and that's how it should be. Like I'm responsible for myself, Mm -hmm. but it's very uncomfortable to not have felt like that for so long and to now be kind of taking that power back into myself. It's very like it's very liberating, but it's also a lot of pressure. (laughs) And like I've said before, like I don't trust my own instincts. Like I second guess myself a lot and I have a lot of self-esteem issues. So it's been really hard to do things that I think that are right in the moment. And then if I have like a partner or an ex-partner or whatever, call me on that and challenge me on that. It's so hard for me to remember why I made that choice mm-hmm. and remember that it was right for me in the moment and not second guess myself, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's been the biggest thing. <laughs> well, I think that's good. That makes you stronger, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. We were talking off air just about a little bit about mental health before we started this segment and she made a comment and basically I just said that like, you know, as tough as it is, And like, I've seen her through all these things that she's talking about and not going into great detail about. She's basically like, she is a phoenix, like rising from the ashes. And I know it sounds so stupid, but honestly, she is like, and I'm a, like, I'm a firm believer that like you make the decisions you make in in that moment because you need to make them and you Mm -hmm. can't look back and say that wasn't a good decision. It was a decision Mm -hmm. you made because you know, you needed to make that decision in that moment. And second guessing yourself is just going to affect you in such a negative way. Yeah. It's not going to be good in the long run. So although, you know, you're, it sucks. It's, it's a decision you made that's terrible and it, it sucks. It hurts you, hurts other people. But in the end, it's going to make both of those people better mm-hmm. and find happiness because that's what life is about, right? Yeah. Well, and one thing I've kind of come to terms with too is like if you're with a partner, you're never going to agree 100% with every single decision that they've made. But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like a catastrophic event Mm -hmm. if you guys disagree about something like that Mm -hmm. unless again like unless you're doing something purposely to hurt the other person like i'm never going to agree with every decision that another person makes like we're all different autonomous human beings like we can't you know we can't always agree and that's fine yeah absolutely but that's very hard to remember day to day (laughs) yeah and in the moment yeah, yeah for sure okay so do you want to get into um, our, co- our uh, Starcast? Sorry, co- star, co- Starcast, yeah. I think that uh, this is so funny because Starcast is so applicable to this episode because we just came into Capricorn season mm-hmm. and Capricorns are so goal oriented and so stubborn <laughs> and so annoying sometimes. But because we're in Capricorn season, I feel like that's one of the reasons why New Year's resolutions came about because this is like the perfect season to seize on that at that energy. And run with it because Capricorns are like, I'm going to get shit done and no one's going to stand in my way. And that is such a good energy to bring with you into the new year, into your new resolutions, into all the ways you want to better yourself in the new year, the new decade. Yeah. So Capricorn season is December 22nd to January 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a quick little rundown on Capricorn. Yeah. So if you're a Capricorn, you are a traditionalist. You have a lot of wisdom behind you. They are efficient and practical. They have a strong inner drive and are true go-getters. They have a deep urge for success. They want to achieve great things. They have a realistic way of looking at things and they come across very strong, but are vulnerable within reliable they always stick to their word very focused and goal oriented they come off quite serious at times they are cautious and don't like to rush into things they are respectful 
and humorous. They like to make people laugh. So basically what Katie said, but I I would definitely agree with with that. (laughs) Yeah, Capricorns, they're personified by the goat. So you always think of like mountain goats like butting heads. Like Capricorns can be super stubborn, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely a good energy for you at this time i think yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah well exciting. wow are we done wow <laughs> this is i am feeling a little emotional right now i just you? realized this is our last episode of 2019 i know so this is episode 26 we've mm-hmm. done this for 26 weeks mm-hmm. it's insane it is in six months we'll be at a year it's crazy woof <laughs> i know i can't even believe it but you know people always ask me when i tell them that i have a podcast initial reaction they laugh yep <laughs> second reaction they say why do you do that mm-hmm. and we honestly say it's for fun but mm-hmm. i think it has changed a little bit over time for us like why we do it yeah we've had quite a few people who have reached out to us because you know we're a welcoming non-judgmental atmosphere mm-hmm. we talk about mental health we help people in a way that we don't even really know that we do and yeah. i think it's kind of shifted why we do it Well, and people like will talk to us off air about things. Oh, absolutely. And stuff that we would never bring up on the episode. But like it just kind of goes to show how talking like just you and I talking about this or us talking with like our friends, like the people that we've met through the podcast, like it kind of like it elicits these other conversations in other areas, which Mm -hmm. I think are so helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think too, the mental health focus especially has forced me to be a lot more honest with myself and think a lot more like I've had to be a lot more introspective because I want things to say that are like helpful and insightful yeah and I've had some like epiphanies thinking about the things that we talk about every week Mm -hmm. and yeah like again like we said like it's not comfortable but like it's been good for me yeah and I think it's kind of challenged us to take our own advice like we're yeah we always say like you know we give it but we don't take our own and we're gonna we are trying we are to trying. really do we that and I lot, think yeah we totally do but we really are trying to do the mm-hmm. work like, yeah yeah we're trying to grow as human beings and yeah, like absolutely. we'd like to help anyone else that would like to come along on the ride to grow too yeah like I'm stoked for 2020 me too I think it's going to be good. We're we're here for a whole fucking year together. We're mm-hmm. like we're going to see so much change and growth and we have, you know, exciting guests coming on and yes. Katie's going to power the shit through her degree and we're just yeah, like it's it's going to be good. It like that'll be stressful, but it'll be good and yeah. I'm like I said, my mindset is going to change and mm-hmm. this is just going to be the positivity hot mess express. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I want to take all the mistakes that I learned through in my 20s and I want to just kind of manifest them into positive change for my 30s Mm -hmm. I really really want to learn from the mistakes that I've made because I don't want them to have been in vain absolutely and I'm challenging you to stop caring so much that you're turning 30 it's like maybe 60% of it is a joke (laughs) Because it's going to be fucking fun. The other 40% is like actual terror. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I promise. It'll be fine. The 30s 30s are your new 20s. And I do really believe that. Like a lot of my 20s were a goddamn mess. So I'm ready for my 30s. Exactly. So it's going to be fucking great. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, we we really wish you a really happy new year. Yes. Kiss who you you want to fucking kiss Kiss at midnight. And like do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to cuddle in bed with your dog, then do that. If you want to go out and rage, do that. If you want to do something in between, then do that. Like do whatever makes you happy and fulfilled for New Year's. Ring it in with the people that mean the most to you. Do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. 
and start that new year out right yes 100 percent. thank you so much for listening this week and and all the weeks over the holidays and yeah thanks for sticking with us if you haven't listened catch up on our episodes we have a couple really great collabs that we put out um leading up to christmas and on christmas and um yeah we just really appreciate your support as always follow us on all social media at two girls one broadcast and on apple podcast if you have any suggestions or requests for what you'd want to hear or guests that you'd like to have us have on i can't speak english anymore (laughs) dm us (laughs) and i guess that's it happy new year's tacos we love you so much